my name's Hannah Field. I'm a partner within the family team at Russell Cook. I uh, want to introduce you to some podcasts that we're undertaking called Working as a Team, where I'll be talking to divorce consultant Rhiannon Ford about the type of cases where we work together, the work that she undertakes, and how having a divorce consultant on board can often help with the case and the management of it. I hope you enjoy the podcasts. Hi everyone, um, I'm back speaking with Rhiannon Ford again today. This is following up from the previous podcast when we chatted about what Rhiannon did and how she provides support to my clients. Um, we thought it'd be useful today to give some examples of the types of clients which we work together on and thought it'd be helpful for us to recognise how we coordinate our work and work together. So just starting off, Rhiannon, I was just going to ask you about clients where they're um, in an abusive relationship. Now, we all know that abuse doesn't have to just be physical abuse. It can be emotional abuse. It can be coercive and controlling uh, behaviour. It can take all sorts of um, different forms. And my experience is that these people often find themselves in quite a... They're often quite fragile and delicate when they come to see me. And they're the type of people that I think often I refer to you to get some support. How would you offer them those type of clients some support? Um, yes, thanks, Hannah. Well, I think firstly, actually, I, what I notice a lot of the time is it, it's, it can be quite surprising how many people don't actually recognize for themselves that they, they have been or are in an abusive relationship. So I, I think you'll probably find the same. Often I find I might be the first person that, that actually says, you know, this behavior you've, you've been struggling with during your marriage is a form of abuse. And that can be really difficult for people to process because it it's often not big dramatic incidents of abusive behavior. It's often lots of small things, a pattern of behavior. So it's that, what I call that drip, drip effect. It's the accumulative effect of the abusive behavior over a long period of time. Um, and so when I work with a client who has been struggling in an abusive relationship, it, it, it's important to take quite a soft approach with them. And what I mean by that is, you know, being very patient and understanding and giving them space to be heard and understood and learn to recognize for themselves that actually the behavior has been abusive. One of the big things I think for people that are coming out of an abusive relationship is to make sure they feel safe, they feel heard, they feel understood and that they have a team of support around them. So different people helping with different things. So often, obviously I can help from a coaching perspective, but depending on the level of abuse and the severity of the impact on the particular client, it may be appropriate for me to refer them to also work with a former therapist as well as with me where I can help with sort of a coaching perspective, but also the practical side of things. And obviously you're there as their lawyer to help them in the legal process. Um, so a lot of the abuse that we would know as an outsider, they might have normalized. So it's quite important 
to make sure that I talk to them in quite a bit of detail about things that are going on. And, and often it's my, I feel it's my responsibility to explain to them that actually that was abusive behavior and, and that actually we can respond to it and react to it in different ways. And they'll also have the support of the legal process and their legal team now moving forward. They're not on their own anymore. And actually I can help them to understand if something has been abuse and what we need to do about it, making sure that they don't feel they've got to struggle on their own with it. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I find that sometimes when they come to see us, they are, they've come to the decision that they won't, they're not necessarily recognising, as you say, that what they've been experiencing is abuse. They recognise they want to get out of a relationship, but maybe haven't kind of at the dots to realize that this is a form of abuse because as you say they've normalized that behavior but they sometimes feel very scared of getting out of that controlled environment as what i would say because they don't know what's on the on the other side um and sometimes they because they've been so controlled they will often say oh well, he's just he's just they're just going to offer me this and i think that's probably okay what do you think without feeling that they've got the power i guess is what we're saying to kind of allow them to make their own decisions and that can be quite difficult at times to sort of for them to not understand not that they don't understand finances but they might be financially more naive and so feel worried about what's being put on the table but I know that that's something you can actually practically work through with them can't you in terms of their finances and talking them through how it works is that right yes no, absolutely I think I think you're right I think the word empowered or empowering is really important for people who are feeling vulnerable whether that's because they're coming out of an abusive relationship or whether that's their, their personality whatever the circumstances a lot of people going through divorce can feel vulnerable and as as you touched on that sense of fear of uncertainty of what life's going to look like after the divorce or even during the divorce process and how they're going to navigate through can be very overwhelming so one of the big things that I can do for what I would describe as the financially vulnerable person in, in the relationship. So the person that perhaps wasn't the money manager, for want of a better expression, because yeah. um, they can feel quite overwhelmed with not having any concept of whether they'll, you know, what their life may even look like financially yeah. after the divorce, because they've got never had any control over the family finances to know what's in the pot. And that can yeah. be really quite daunting. So the first thing I always say is, you know, don't worry that you don't know, we will find out um, and making sure that they know it's okay, because a lot of them can feel very silly um, about not knowing and, oh, I should have asked more questions or I should really know what's in his bank account, shouldn't I, sort of thing. Um, and that can knock their confidence even more. So making sure that they know it doesn't matter where their starting point is, we will get them to where they need to be. So it's providing that reassurance and providing that security of I'm here so I always say look I am here to support you all the way through and I will help you step by step the other thing I can do because of my um, legal background is I actually do uh, and, and can provide hands-on practical help with the financial disclosure process as we know it as so yeah. you know the notorious for me uh, financial statement so I actually do sit down with clients and, and complete it with them 
Yeah. It's obviously only in a draft form for the solicitor then to check and, and come back to us with any questions or anything. But actually helping them move from this place of feeling possibly overwhelmed, but also feeling stuck and, mm -hmm. and, and not knowing what they should be doing, I'll actually do it with them so that they complete that piece of homework, as I call it, for their <laughs> solicitor, and they know that they are taking back some control, they're engaging in the legal process, and they're moving forward as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's really, hopefully, it can be really helpful. But yeah, having that hands-on help at that stage, I think, is, you know, is quite valuable for people. I think you're right, because one of the things that it's easy to do in these situations is because often they've been in, 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 controlled, in a controlled environment, sorry, that you naturally could step in and say, right, well, this is how we're going to manage it. This is how we're going to deal with it. But going back to what you said at sort of the beginning of this conversation is that empowerment of them being able to be the doer and the in-control person, which they haven't necessarily been before, I think it's really powerful because if they start having that control right at the beginning of the case and realising that they are making decisions about what goes on that form with your support, that can really help shape moving forward, them believing it's them making decisions about things in scenarios where they probably haven't been able to do so before. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, there's two, there's two points to that as well. There's the general sense of feeling that they've got more control over their life when during the marriage, they may not have been allowed, for a want of a better expression, um, yeah. to be involved and to be engaged in decision making generally. So it's it's empowering them to feel that they can make their own decisions um, and to take responsibility for their own life, just generally as a person. And then the other side of that is from a financial perspective. If they've never been responsible for money, and they, you know they might be quite daunted by the thought of, gosh, you know, I've got to pay my own bills, I've got to manage my mortgage giving them the tools to be able to do it themselves, whether it's me that does that, whether it's you, whether it's a financial advisor, a mortgage mm. advisor, but providing them with those tools as yeah. a, at an early stage as possible puts them in good stead then for less of a, what I would call a recovery process after yeah. the divorce so yeah. that they've got these this possibly new skill set that they didn't have before that's going to put them in good stead for moving forward with their post-divorce life. Yeah, no, that's really, really helpful. It's interesting to see it from both, you know, from where I sit and from where you sit as to how we can empower these people, as we say, to be able to give them the confidence to, to move forward. I certainly know that there's, those are the clients I identify a lot to refer to you for that sort of support in those scenarios. So thank you for that, Rhiannon. No, that's great. Thank you. It's great to work as a team, I think, and provide different things for the client, isn't it? Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Okay. Thanks very much, Rhiannon.